It's a new day. I'm Red Palmer. How are you today? We have Bonnie Martinelli in the studio. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. How you doing? Great, thank you. And she's you. from? CareNet Pregnancy Center of Indian River County. And there's a wonderful CareNet Pregnancy Center of the Treasure Coast. Yeah, we hope to get both of you on the show uh, yeah. sometime in the near future. I would love that. I, I got to meet her down at the studios of WCNO a few months ago. Very nice lady. She is. Very she dedicated is. like you. She is amazing. So, so tell us what exactly uh, your organization is. We're going to talk, of course, about Roe versus Wade and all that controversy this morning. Uh, I presume the halls lit up with uh, balloons and excitement for the fact that babies' lives will be saved when Roe versus Wade was announced. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, just tears of joy and happiness and thanksgiving to God because this has been a long time coming, you know, almost 50 years. Yeah. And um, I, I just even heard of this man. He's been praying for 17 years every day at the Supreme Court for this overturning. So you can of, imagine how. A lot how. of anger on the other side. Yes, <clears throat> yes, that is. I'm kind of shocked that some of the people that are, are pro-choice, I don't know how biblical that is, though. How can you be, you know, but I have to be careful because I want to look at this whole thing objectively. But to me... Basically, uh, abortion is murder. Of course, this doesn't really set a, a law nationally. It disqualifies a law nationally for being pervasive, which the feds overstepped their boundaries right. when they did make the law. And it should be decided by the communities, mm-hmm. at least by the states, if not the communities, too. So uh, what's the chat with you? Well, and you're exactly right. This is just bringing it to a state level. And so I didn't even know this. I think a lot of people didn't know this, that there were trigger laws, in effect, when... Trigger laws? Trigger laws. What does that mean? That means when the day came that Roe was overturned, Mm -hmm. um, a law would go into place that would make abortion illegal in that state. Really? Yes, yes. How did they ever do that? I don't know, Um, but legally they did that. So there were 13 states that had trigger laws so that when Roe became, was overturned, those states were uh, not. By the way, just so people know, I'm drinking Natalie's. She brought a gift of Natalie's grapefruit juice. And uh, that's a Christian-run organization, right? Yeah, my my sister-in-law, she runs, she she started it 30-something years ago. Well, that's your sister-in-law. Yes. Yeah. I met her years ago when there was something going on, and we were all having these meetings up at John's Island. I think it was about the lost trees or the islands up there or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. So this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning, um, and it, living in a post-row world. So it's up to us as believers and brothers and sisters in Christ, as the body of Christ, that we just get informed that's very, very important that we understand what's going on mm. and that we help get educated so that we can educate others. And, of course, everything is done in love. And mm. it's so important that we um, just come together because unplanned pregnancies are not going to go away. As a matter of fact, over half of all pregnancies nationwide are unplanned. So right now, a woman is taking a pregnancy test and it's positive and her stomach's turning and she doesn't know what to do. She's scared to death. And so it's up to us 
to point these women to pregnancy resource centers, you know, CareNet Pregnancy Center. Um, there's all kinds of pregnancy centers. There's actually uh, 1,200 affiliated CareNet Pregnancy Centers across the nation, but there's 3,000 pregnant pregnancy centers across the whole United States. I wish I had recorded the other night so I could talk intelligently about this, in that there were two congresswomen, they were on NBC, and they were, the whole bent was that pregnancy centers don't do anything, mm. they're just a nonprofit, it's a way of making money, and they said That's that pregnancy point. centers get tax dollars. I can't. I mean, that's just like a blatant lie. Is that true? That well, some pregnancy centers some, some do. How? How do they do um, that? Because I thought that was what was the other side? The people that supply the uh, the abortions. Um, um, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Because yeah. I know they I contested that do. when I found out my dollars are going to them to kill mm-hmm. babies, mm-hmm. and that's a no-no for Red Palmer. Yeah, that that, and um, but it is true. Some pregnancy centers are allowed to take uh, government funds. Yeah. And but at that point, they're not allowed to talk about. Christ, and so they have to, you know, separate the two. For our care net in um, here in Indian River County, we chose not to take those funds, mm-hmm. and the Lord has provided. We have we have over forty churches that support this ministry, and so it's it's such a blessing. And so we don't need to take government funds because we want to share the gospel. As the Holy Spirit leads, and there there are churches out there that will uh, will not go pro life; they go pro choice, because their funding comes from wealthy people. You know, we live in it. We live in a community that boasts of having um, more Fortune 500 retired CEOs than any zip code in the United States of America. And you know, because let's say somebody came along right now and they were spending a million dollars a year promoting my show, and they said, "Hey, Rhett." We don't want you to be pro-life anymore. You don't have to be pro-choice. We want you to just not talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's that. You'd have to do some moral, some more because, I mean, it's uh, well. Jesus said cl- clearly. He said the world hates me mm-hmm. because I show them that their deeds are evil. For me, maybe I'm excuse me becoming more kind of that, that grape juice. juice. <laughs> <laughs> that mixed with the coffee, a lot of acidity. Anyway, maybe they can't hear the gurgling, but in my stomach. But anyway, so uh, what was I saying about uh, the Bible? The, the Bible, Jesus saying. Yeah, I have that know, verse uh, actually. Pardon me. I have that verse. If yeah. I can find it. Um, because we are going to be persecuted, and just as Jesus was persecuted, let's see. Blessed are you. It's in Matthew five eleven through twelve. Blessed are you when others revile. You and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on mm. my account. Mm. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, um, and then this is another great verse that uh, scripture that Jesus shared in Matthew five forty three. You have heard it said that it said, "You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy." But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. So so this is, you know, we have to be careful that we don't become angry. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the deceiver wants few, to do that. Oh, yeah. I remember a few years ago, there were these people that were calling themselves Christians, and they were shooting and killing doctors that performed abortions. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. 
But at the same time, Jesus did say, I wish above all things that thou were either hot or cold, for if you're lukewarm, I shall spew thee out of my mouth. Revelations 3. But then he, you know, then it's just over and over again, turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Strive for peace with everyone. So it's like, you know, we can only do this with the Lord living in us and through us because, you know, we are passionate about about the vulnerable unborn babies and the mothers and the fathers. That's the crazy thing. We love them all and want to help them all. How, how do most people find you? Because um, geographically, you're kind of hidden. Yes, we, we are hidden because we've been in that building for 28 years. And where's it located? Um, it is located near uh, downtown Pocahontas Park. Okay, and, Pocahontas um, Park. Yeah. That's right near the community center down there. Yes. And where are you? Um, on the that? corner of uh, 24th oh. and 15th. That's not so hidden then. That's, that's yeah. a, near the old yeah. courthouse? or uh, Yes, just, just north of it. Um, just north of the courthouse. We've been in that building for 28 years. Is that where they had the coffee shop down on the first floor? Uh, no, no, no. And and you know, Red, this is kind of. Uh, I need to come I, over and I'm see actually. I would love to give you a tour. Yeah. I've given so many tours, and when people come in, yeah. they are shocked at all the things that our center does, and and you know how we're helping these moms choose life that come in that are either abortion vulnerable, which means they could go either way. Mm-hmm. Or they're abortion determined. Like, I want an abortion. Like, just the other day, we literally at the same time had two women in our center that thought abortion was the only answer. And that's the problem. Well, how did they walk in? How did they find it? Well, when they call, they, they Google. And and we come up and and we tell them right away that we don't perform or refer for abortions. But we would love for you to come in so you know that there's someone in your court. And we share all their pregnancy oh, options. An alternative. Yes. And so the crazy thing is pro-choice, they think they have no other choice. They think their only choice is abortion because of culture, because of what people are telling them. They don't realize that, you know, that there's adoption, you know. Well, they, what they do is they go up to the ladies and say, well, you economically can't handle this. You should kill the child. You know, <clears throat> this is going to be an inconvenience. You were, and this whole rape thing. What is it, one out of a million are a rape thing? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's you know, less than 1%. Of and one of our moms. Less than 1%. Less than that's, 1%. That's less than one out of a million. Yes. And one of our moms, she was raped. She called us crying, crying, crying because she took a pregnancy test and it was positive. That that woman is one of the strongest women I know. She chose life for that baby. I think I met her or heard her speak. Yeah, you one you of your heard events. her testimony. Yes. Yeah. yes. We need to get her and some others in uh, the yeah, studio. I wonder if they would do that. Sure. They are brave, courageous, sure. strong women. They can always come in under an assumed name if they're worried about it. I mean, yeah, you know. I, I can find out. But, and like I said the other day, Wednesday, we had two moms in there. Both thought abortion was their only choice. They were so grateful. One has a baby that's crawling now, and she's come to know the Lord. She accepted Christ. She goes to church three times a week. She's telling others about Jesus. But when she came into us, she thought she was hopeless. These women are hopeless, but we get to share hope, the hope of Christ, but also the hope of being there 84% of the time. If a woman knows that one person or entity will support them through this pregnancy and after, they choose life. 
So you can be that one person. I can be that one person. The body of Christ, you know, we just have to know, let these people know, we are here for you and after you have the baby. It's not just during pregnancy. You know, since I saw you, we lost Alan. Yes, yeah, Alan, yes. a, a from Alan's Bicycle Shop. Yes. And Alan is the one who would uh, call me consistently and say, hey, come on down. It's Tuesday. Let's go down to the pregnancy, uh, not the pregnancy center, the uh, abortion, clinic. abortion clinic in Fort Pierce. And uh, he was very soft-spoken, such a sweetheart of a guy. I hear all these stories coming out of the woodwork now of all the people he helped by giving mm. children free bicycles and stuff. Yeah. I mean, this guy was sweeter. Ironically, I interviewed him that Saturday. And then the next few days later, he didn't wake up. So, uh, yeah. Wait, uh, our life is like a vapor. The scripture says. I only says. did a short interview with him for our morning show. Now I kind of wish I did the whole hour show, the long show. Yeah, I, I've known Alan for years. He was, my husband's bought bikes from him. Yeah. I've been in his beautiful are you, bike Are you shop. guys bicyclists? Kind of. No. Ever since I started working at CareNet, no. I don't ride bikes very much. He anymore. just agreed to support this show and. Um, so we lost a sponsor, but more importantly, we lost friend, we lost Alan from Alan's bicycle. What a sweetheart of a guy, sweetheart. Just as I'm getting to know this guy. I've known him for years, sort of in a very superficial, perfunctory way. All of a sudden, we've become more friendly. We're uh, doing some things together, hence the interview, hence going down to Fort Pierce. And then, then he decides to go to the other side. Oh, he's with the Lord. Or I wonder we what that's like, huh? Yes. I, I, we can only imagine as the we song goes. We can only goes. imagine. <laughs> Are you saying that because of that song? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Can, you know, did you hear the story about that that movie? So I here I am. I, okay, now I'm in my sixties. Now I never heard the song. I can only imagine. So I went to the um, uh, religious broadcasters convention annually up in Nashville. Uh-huh. So they uh, had this group come out. And they sang the song. I guess it was I Can Only Imagine, but it was so loud and noisy at that point. And it was brand new. You know when something's brand new? Yeah. It takes you a few times for you to go, oh, yes. that is a catchy man. I mean, I even hear Bob Dylan songs. I heard the first time, what's he done now? You know, don't fall apart of me tonight. The first time I heard it, I went, what is this thing? And all of a sudden, now I can't get the thing out of my head. I don't know where he, where he pulls out these melodies. But anyway, so I, I, I see them, and I don't really enjoy it. Or, uh, you know, it's, I take it for granted. It's during the day, you know, and it breaks up the convention. Okay. Well, then that night, they're going to show the movie. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Did you see the movie? Yes. And it's about his abusive father and uh, the fellow who wrote it. Well, anyway, so uh, there were some famous stars in that. I forget who. But anyway, so there I was I was near the front row at night. And uh, we're watching the movie in this, the big, this big hall. And uh, the movie ends, and they're taking questions from the audience. Now, the stars that are in the movie, the director of the movie, and the guy who wrote the song are up on the stage. So I said, uh, so finally, they said, well, we have time for one more question. And no one raised their hand. So I stood up, and I raised my hand. They said, yes. I said, well, I just want to let you know that, uh, you know, I guess I'm, I guess I'm out. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't keep up with things anymore because I've never heard the song before. And, uh, and so this is my first time hearing the song, and I just want to let you know that this movie accomplishes what you wanted to accomplish, even if you don't know the song, and I just wanted you to know that. Well, they all applauded like crazy, however I put it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Then the lights go up, and all of them came over to the stage wanting to shake my hand. Wow. Yeah, including <laughs> the director, the actress, and anyway, yeah. so, and the guy who wrote the song, you know, I guess he's, he's famous in yeah, Christendom, yeah. and he leans down and goes, hey, nice to meet you. He says, I've got a song I'd like like to play for you. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. I got a song yeah. I want to play for you. Yeah, so, that is so yeah, cool. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, songs are powerful. I, I even printed 
The other day at church, I go to your Christian yeah. church, and we sang this song, Raise a Hallelujah. Do you know this song, Raise a no, Hallelujah? No, tell me something. Um, oh, my goodness. It is tell me something. so good. Where, 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 where's this church you go to? Um, Vero Christian Church on Oslo Road. On Oslo, okay. I met well, my husband there in 1985, or not in that location, but. So you'd feel guilty to leave it now. I Let's was. say for some reason you wanted to leave. So you'd feel, you're, well, this is where I met my husband. Well, you know the beautiful thing what? for me working at Carinet, I get to go to all the amazing churches. I've gone to That's your church true. and yes. spoken at your church. I saw you. I saw and you speak there. I tell you, it is so encouraging. And in Indian River County, all the great, great churches that support yeah, it's, the, it's, it's our amazing. ministry and many other ministries. It's because. Amazing. Yeah, this movie or this song called Raise a Hallelujah. Raise a Hallelujah. It is so good. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. And I mean, it just goes on in the middle of the storm. You're going to hear my praises roar. If I could sing, I would sing it, but I am not a singer. But I mean, it is. Well, you know something. So it sounds good. That, that's the one thing that I I miss. You know, sometimes they play the music too dang loud at the churches. I want to hear the old lady on my right <laughs> that can't call the tune. She's singing praise to the God, and I bet you it's the sweetest melody you could imagine. Yeah, I I just the other day uh, a man was singing behind me, and I was like, I just love hearing because I've known him for years. I yeah. love hearing his voice. Yeah. Singing our praises, you know, praises to our God. It's just and so. We, as believers, I know that this is a Christian radio station that this is on. Mm. We have to come together and do something. So my challenge to each and every person that's listening to this is find something that you're passionate about. And, you know, in the pro-life or your own story, because a lot of times, you know, our story lines up with our passions. And and do something, you know, contact your partner. Find out what, you, uh, that's very well said because... Uh, I um, I got after being on a, a secular station. Uh, most people know me in this region for a secular station for twenty six, twenty seven years. We'll have to figure out exactly. It was at least twenty six years. And uh, and when I was on that station, I talked about regular secular politics and everything. And I would I would mention Jesus because the Bible happens to be where this orphan boy only found the truth mm. in his life. But I would be castigated. I mean, I got people from uh, different communities on the Barrier Island where they're very wealthy people saying, why don't you save the Jesus stuff for Sundays? And the man called me, and I, I didn't even mean to be a smart aleck. I just said, sir, like a Forrest Gump. I said, sir, someday it's going to be nothing but Sundays, you know, when you get to heaven. And <laughs> silence was on the other line of the phone. I, and I realized the wisdom of that. Oh it's like, goodness. well, you yeah. want to save it for Sundays. Do you oh. think you can just add Jesus to your life at your convenience? You're either in or out. Jesus said plainly, so I wish above all things that thou were either hot or cold. For if ye are lukewarm, I will spew thee out of my oh. mouth. When you had me in here a little while ago talking about my testimony I shared with you, it's like God is the mobile and all parts of our lives are hanging from that. He's a explain part. That, explain well, that. You know, oh, you know, yes, that's a great yeah, analogy. Yeah. Right? Explain so it to he, the people listening. God is mobile. It's not God. A mobile. Mobile's a thing, in case you don't know, like it hangs above a baby's yes. um, bed. Right. And so, you know, all of our life, our hobbies, our job, our family, our recreation, our entertainment, everything comes from God. And God should be flowing through yeah. it all. And, you know, we, we shouldn't be Sunday-only Christians. You know, Christ 
as believers live in, he lives in us and he wants to live through us it's, to it's do funny, his good work. Funny, even in a 12-step program I'm a member of, they'll say, well, you know, you can choose God or whatever you want God to be, your higher power, and uh, it could even be the room. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I know Jesus is my higher power, but I also know he speaks through people. So I never separated the fact that when I'm with people, I don't worship the person, but I know that God can speak. Have you ever had somebody come up to, they call it a word in season. You'll be going through a dilemma or something. Just the right person comes. It's almost like a hug. So many times. Sometimes a hug from heaven. Just the right word at the right time. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's like water on a dry sponge. Right, and you get goosebumps and you think, wow. You know, because the Holy Spirit in you and the Holy Spirit in me you know, we're we're in this together. It, it's All just, of us, that's it's right. a beautiful we're thing. We're in this thing together. <laughs> Sorry. Do <laughs> that weird thing. I used to think that was highly creative, that I could you could say anything uh-huh. and I could come up with a former song that was a hit song. Yeah. And I thought, wow, am I creative? Until I ran into my nephew. He's a little younger than me. And all of a sudden, he did it ad nauseum when we visited him. And I realized, oh, being like, is that what I'm correct? Because Barbara sometimes will go, do you have to find a song for everything? See, you could be on Name That Tune and win. <laughs> I could not. I would lose. <laughs> so. You're a loser. Oh, dear. <laughs> and I'm not what I appear to be. No. Sorry. But, now I could run that. People are going to go, oh, no, please. Change the channel, Henry. <laughs> Only kidding. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, in case you just tuned in, we are talking with... Bonnie Bertinelli. Martinelli. Martinelli. <laughs> but Bonnie Bertinelli was the lady from the TV show. Valerie Bertinelli. Oh, it was Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> yes. She's no longer on the earth, you know. Is she, oh, that's the mother, she, right? Um, or is that the daughter? I don't even know. I think that was We've the never mom. had cabled stations. And so <laughs> We've never had cabled <laughs> I'm in the dark about a lot. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing because there's yeah, a, yeah. a lot of crap out there. I know. We you get know. to choose what we want to listen to all through the years, even with our children that are I don't even know what you say the word C-R-A-P like I did. I remember <laughs> the first time I was, I was in college and I was painting this lady's basement. And uh, they were pretty well-to-do. And I was in a community college. And I remember the lady down at Basin she says, well, I got to clean up this crap. It seems so rough, that language to me, because I was brought up. We, we couldn't even say shut up in my household. Right. My mother said, over in the corner, we don't use that language here. So I thought shut up was like not shut up. I thought it was like a, a, like a, a, a French term or something. Shut up. Like, like <laughs> C-H-U, you know, shut up. Yeah. And then finally, I, I, got I was one of those oh, moms just, too. Yeah. I was a mom, and you, you didn't know, allow shut up in your household, we didn't, or C R A P, or even F A R T. You know, it's it's isn't it sad in today's world though that be, being pure and holy is considered, and this is this is an awakening that needs to take place in young people. See, I I wrote this poem. Cool is for fools because there's so many people. It's just like. Um, I had an African-American friend of mine come in here, and he said, you know, it's like they took the brother out of hood, brotherhood, you know, Mm. or neighborhood. Now they call it the hood. You go, well, what happened to the neighbor in neighborhood? And, 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 you know, from all those rap songs, I was thinking, wow, just the power of doing that. Hey, coming down to the hood, or you're coming down to the brotherhood. Mm. 
think of how that totally changes your interpretation and feel. One's a pejorative term, one is a positive term. Hey, yo, come on down to, hey, Rhett, come on down to the hood. Well, I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not black, I'm, you know, but you come down, come down to the brotherhood. Wow, really? I'm welcome? Okay. So See speaking of brotherhood, can brotherhood. I speak about brotherhood? Yes, ma'am. So we have a fatherhood program at CareNet. Well, that's As a matter good. of fact, I'm meeting with three of our male advocates this evening. And um, because we want to come alongside of the dads, because over 90% of the time, the mom will choose life if she knows the father of the baby is going to choose life. And, and that's we, why Alan was down there protesting, yes, and he had yes. a sign because he lived in great mm-hmm. regret that he had, I don't know what exactly went down, that he had allowed his girlfriend to or encouraged her to when he was, you know, a teenager or whatever. Yeah, and we talk about the women who've had abortions and are suffering emotionally, physically, but there's also... You know, 64, they say between 63 and 64 million babies have been aborted in America since 1973. So it's just not the woman. It's the man, too. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, and, and so. That's your ring, isn't it? Yes. It is. Two. We just got one. <laughs> and I, need to, I need to figure out the settings desperately. We just got it. Well, when a you do, let ago. me know, would you? Okay. <laughs> so, um, and so the dads are so important. And. We want to empower our dads to be good fathers and husbands. Oh, I've got to tell the story. Please. This happened last week. It is amazing. And the stories, I could go endless with stories. Good. So we we also offer um, Spanish-speaking client advocates and Creole-speaking client advocates. Como se Très bien. I went to Haiti. Really? I only know bonjour. I'm so terrible with my... And, oh, speaking of that, I'm going to digress a moment. We had um, the first ever Karenet Haitian Creole speaking women's Bible conference on Saturday. Come on. Yeah, there were. Um, you have all these interesting people. You should be flooding me with these interviews. Like these yeah. three guys you can talk with tonight. Yeah. Get them to come over here. Okay. Let's have I a think, guy show I think on they, uh, yeah. abortion. I, I, I'm almost positive they would. Yeah, I would so, hope so. They, yeah, they're amazing men, and they have stories. What is that, is that in your, would yeah. you come and just get her purse, Noah, please? Just <laughs> take and put it in the other right room. It's right there on the, okay. the chair. So sorry. And now I can hear Karen down there. Uh, oh, no, they should have cut that out. <laughs> but but here's the amazing thing. There it is right there. I'm so sorry. Um, but No, outside, please. I, I can turn it off. Um, mm. And so uh, back to, so we have these women from Haiti coming and in these unplanned pregnancies. So we have three of our amazing client advocates that speak Creole oh, that great. did a beautiful— Well, I'd like to have them in. So once you've been to—have you, have you done any missionary trips yet or no? I have. I've okay. gone to the Bahamas and um, uh, I went Guatemala. to the Bahamas. Most people are going, hey! <laughs> Cat Island. It was Cat Island. I to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> it was this tiny, 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 tiny little island oh, yeah. that had nothing. It was oh, called yeah. Cat I Island. I love the water over there. Oh, my goodness. It's oh, so Oh, my beautiful. word. But, but, yeah, yeah, so that was so cool because we minister to all nations. Yeah. And, you know, every tribe, tongue, and nation yeah. come to Karenet, and yeah. we can minister to them. It's so beautiful because you'll hear these women praising God and singing yeah. um, worship songs in their own language. So, anyway, back to this amazing story that happened last week. Well, uh, hold we- on just a second, but I want to say, but now when you run into a Bahamian, don't you feel a connection? Yes. That same thing with me. Since I went to I went to Haiti a couple of times, and uh, and now I go oh come and say I, I, uh, I go to uh, Leogon because that's the place that's the town, 
uh, outside of Port-au-Prince where I went with new missions. And uh, immediately, oh, we shake hands and we smile, big toothy smiles from both of us, or we hug, and there's just this eternal connection for having yeah, gone there, yeah. you know? And same with Africa, yeah. although I don't run into too many people from Zimbabwe these days, yeah. but... Yeah, I haven't been there. But so last Wednesday, or last week, one night, um, we were open late, and so because we will also see the dads um, after hours. And that's another thing. I'm going to digress one more time. Okay. We'll do uh, ultrasounds. You're not going to digress one more time. We're going to digress many times. <laughs> more but that's times. okay. Yeah. That's what we do on the show. Yeah, we digress and we go down rabbit holes. <laughs> okay. But we'll do ultrasounds 24 yeah. 7. We yeah. have an amazing, and I need to get her on this show. Carrie Johnson is our RDMS, which is a registered diagnostic medical sonographer. Oh, let me write this down. Such a passion. RDMS. And it stands for what again? Registered diagnostic medical sonographer hmm. so she has such a passion for life she'll do an ultrasound 24 7 24 so if somebody's yeah. listening to this and the replay at three o'clock in the morning which they do yeah uh you're welcome to come in for a uh, for a free ultrasound yep. yep we've been at the center at 6 30 saturday mornings wow now ultrasound has changed your Focus, yes. right? I yes. mean, s- explain how ultrasound is, has saved the lives of millions of babies already. Well, it's amazing because, you know, we've been so deceived saying that it's not a baby. It's mm. just a clump of cells. Mm. And I was told that when I was having a miscarriage. Don't worry about it. It's just a clump of cells. Yeah, yeah. It's a baby yeah. from the moment of conception. Mm-hmm. You know, how many how many days until you can actually see the heart? Because I was told it was 19 days or something. Yeah, it, that's it, outrageous. It, well, you the heart s- is beating at 18 to 21 days. Wow! But literally at our center, we can see the baby's heart beating at five weeks, five days. So what is that? Five thirty-six day or five times seven is 30, 30 35. I, mental math. We got to get going with mental that's math. Okay. But the baby math. is yeah. literally as small the size as of my your, your nail. The nail on your pinky. Yes. She's showing the nail on her pinky. And you can see that baby. And she's teeny beating. tiny to begin with. So it's on. <laughs> Go ahead. But isn't that amazing? So they see that baby's heart beating. Boom, boom, boom. And we like to say they bond with the beat of their baby. And you see men tears rolling down their eyes the women i mean this is a baby their baby it isn't a clump of cells Uh and oh if on this i know i have a friend of mine he got a girl pregnant as an adult just maybe mm -hmm. in his 40s and uh as soon as she found she was pregnant she ended the relationship and ended the pregnancy and i it just devastated yeah yeah and that's one of those men that's one of those men that are post-abortive which we have male advocates that will talk to men who are post-abortive. Mm. So if you come across any man who's still hurting... And by the way, if somebody's they, listening now who's had an abortion, because there are people uh-huh. that will go pro-choice because they, they're, they're, they're actually angry with themselves yes. and they want, a, they want a relief of... Um, they want a relief. We asked them to take that out of here. I don't know why they brought it back in, but anyway. So uh, anyway, what were you saying? Um, it, so... I'm going to just, if you don't mind, read nine important mm-hmm. facts about the development in the womb. Yeah. One, the baby has a distinct genetic code from conception. The DNA is all there, the moment of conception. Number two, a heartbeat is present after three weeks. Number three, the baby responds to light around five and a half weeks. Light. Light. Four, brain waves have been measured as early as six and a half weeks. Five, by eight weeks, approximately 4,000 permanent body parts are present. 
Six, at 12 weeks, the baby can kick his legs, curl his toes, squint, turn his head, open his mouth, and swallow. Seven, babies are born as early as 20 to 24 weeks, have survived premature births with proper medical intervention. So, you know, babies are surviving 21 weeks after, you know, in the womb, they're surviving. At seven months, the baby is a third of its birth weight. And number nine, most babies born after the eight-month mark survive. So, so you know, it, it's just amazing what God does in the womb and what's going on in the womb. And ultrasounds, back to ultrasounds, it shows it. Scientifically proves that the baby is alive. So no more can they say, oh, it's not a human being. It's not a person. It's not alive. Because why would you terminate something that's not alive? So I, I left a cliffhanger out there okay. about that amazing story Yes. when we were talking about men. Go ahead. So we have men coming in. Yes. And the client advocate was speaking in Spanish, the native language. And as the Holy Spirit leads, only with permission, because we never, ever, ever want to jam Jesus down people's throat. Um, she started sharing about Jesus and the gospel. Well, the man said, I used to walk with God. I used to tell people about God, but I've swayed, swayed so far, swerved so far. And, um, and as she's talking, he's talking. Tears start rolling down his face, and he rededicated his life to Christ. Mm. Then he got on his knees and asked for forgiveness to the, the woman next to him, his girlfriend that was pregnant with his child, he proposed to her. No. Right in the CareNet counseling on. room. Come on. That's crazy. Yes. Good. And I saw them come out of the room, and they were just beaming, but you could tell they had been crying. And I said, what happened in there? And there was so much more. But it was, can you now imagine? That you, now, that needs to be written up. That would be a good scene in a new movie. Wouldn't it be? Yes. I tell you, there's so many stories. I could Everybody go on cries and on. at weddings. Yeah. And Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because it's a foreshadowing of our eternal relationship mm, with Jesus? It's, it's we are the bride I mean, of you Christ. Can just, you can, yeah, I mean, you just see, it doesn't matter who they're, boy, they're when that thing happens, man, or, or a proposal, you know? Yeah. Why does a guy get down on his knee, I wonder? Uh, who knows? I wonder could, where that came from. Yeah, we For could, some reason, it works, though. Is yeah. it he's surrendering his power or something? Oh, yeah. Or saying, I'm making myself vulnerable to you. Yes. Laying down my uh, my heart to you or something. I mean, everybody gets it. Maybe it's kind of like a joke. If you figure it out, it won't be as good. Right, I know. And, and <laughs> it's, it's just like whatever it is, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, 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 yeah. And, and so that's what we want to also do at CareNet. Not only save babies' lives, help mothers. Hey, I should, do, I should do a group of interviews yeah. with people that were considering men and women. And I mean uh, definitely equal amounts of men and women. And I interview them and talk to them. Okay, you, you were considering an abortion, right? Yes. And you happened to find your way into CareNet, and your life was turned around. You saw the, uh, the uh, what's, that, what's the picture? The picture thing. The ultrasound. Talking, the ultrasound. Yeah. And, um, and then say, what, you know, what that was like uh, to go from that, to that conversion that takes place. And how do you feel now mm-hmm. about your little baby girl or yeah. you, your little baby boy? Right. Who's playing, you know, in your yeah. in your lap right now? I, I can't tell you the joy that we have as staff members and volunteers at CareNet when we see these women walk in with their babies. You know, they they make the choice for life. Then their bellies are growing, growing, growing mm. because we see them once a week, mm. and then we see them two years after the baby is born. And so, 
sadly, that is something that is being, people are being misinformed, that pregnancy centers are only there for her when she's pregnant. So untrue. We are there after she well, has that thing baby. Well, this thing I saw on NBC, which I really... They had these two congressmen, one a former Republican, she said. You got a lot of rhinos out there. Uh, she said, um, uh, you know, they were saying that the pregnancy centers don't really do anything for you. They're just money-making so things. No, just all this. So I mean, and then the lady who was doing the interview on NBC uh, punctuated the whole thing with an absolute lie. I forget what it was. And I went, oh, my word. And, yeah. you know, you have no recourse. Right. Now, it, it isn't, they're capable of doing this now. And... I don't know if it'll ever happen because it's too controversial, but right now they could set up TV so you could respond. Can you imagine if you were allowed just like you on Facebook or whatever? But then they'd want to muzzle people. They want to. They don't want to do that. They don't want people to have freedom of speech. Because if you contested, I mean, I used to take everything that was said on the news hook, line, and sinker mm. when I was younger. I'm not yeah. talking about being a boy either. I'm talking about right. my 20s and my 30s. We thought we could. And then, you know, you've got some extremists going, wow, well, they misconstrued that. And you go, ah, yeah, right. And then you go on your merry way. And you trust those people as being journalists. And then later in life you go, oh, my word, they just reframed that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. That's why it is so important that we inform and educate ourselves. Yeah. And because people will, you know, there's so much contention now. And we have to be prepared even more, even more. And I wonder why people are so angry. I think... You know, they say, I don't want anybody controlling my life or another woman's life, and I've got to stand up for what's right and her body is right. And they totally get blind in the fact that, like, it's so it's okay for convenience sake to kill a baby. And they actually, like, their mind, what's going on well, with these it, people? It's, it's Satan. It's the deceiver. And then, you know what's crazy? He deceives them so much, then he becomes the accuser. Then he accused, look at what you did. Look at oh, what you did. Oh, yeah. And, and then she's tormented. Mm, for He's the rest of tormented. her life. By the way, that's why I, I remember we started that earlier on, and I, I uh-huh. you know, went down a rabbit hole. And that is if you have com- committed this sin, it is forgivable as yes. many sins are. Yes, yes, So absolutely. I wanted to, if there's a lady listening, you Please. did this, listen, come to the foot of the cross, fall mm-hmm. to your knees, and just ask me. He will forgive yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you got pregnant again today, would you do the same? No? Okay, then you truly repented. And the Lord will forgive you. Let's move forward. Yeah. That's and the great thing. we partner with an amazing ministry called Surrendering the Secret. Um, oh. And we have women that have, that are post-abortive, that have found that healing that only Jesus can truly give. Maybe they give. would come on under, under false, I, even if they want false I, names. I, I think they would come, because, definitely come on. Well, I would like that. And I'll tell you what, now, that would be a focused show because, you know, that's, they don't, they, they, nobody wants to talk about that. They never say how these women live in regret or how this, this dark cloud hangs on them. You know, I, didn't, I got later in life, I got to interview. I got to be a Christian, and then I got to interview Dr. Billy Graham. Well, ironically, I, was, I remember driving down the highway. I don't know how young I was, but I remember it was something like, you know, the, the, the bottom line was uh, I got it when he said, you know, uh, come forward now, and you can be forgiven of what you've done. It doesn't matter. Uh, the Lord can cut those tin cans off your neck and your back and your toe. And well, anyway, I got the fact that, oh, it's like no matter what you've done, no matter what age you are, what you haven't done, what you have done, who you've been sleeping with, who you haven't been sleeping with, God can take you right now, right where you are, and absolutely exonerate you, totally forgive you, yes, and give you a new beginning amen. if you've repented and you surrender your life yeah. 
to the power and the holiness of God. He doesn't wait for you to become holy. Mm-hmm. You have to do so many good things to get in. He'll take you just where you are, and then, then we'll work on cleaning you up after yeah. we catch the fish. Yes, it, it's it's a beautiful thing, that transformation. Yeah. Yeah. I got that one day. I remember I was driving along going, oh, it's, wow. You had that aha moment. Like, yeah, ah, oh. uh, yeah. And that's what we want women and men to have, Not too. religion, forgiveness, And, and even those that, um, you know, my heart goes out uh, to... You know, the women, I, I can be talking to someone, mm-hmm. and when she asks what I do and I share, I see something come over her face. You mean like either they're like, closing or yeah, they're like coming? Yeah, like pain, pain. Oh, pain. pain. And almost every time it's through that. the conversation, she said, yeah, at 16. That's uh, what she might just say, at 16. And uh, I said, I am so, so sorry. And so then I tell her about surrendering the secret because it's an eight-week Bible study that I have seen some of my friends healed from. Forgiven and set free is also another one, but that's what happens. They're forgiven and set free. And then they can go out there because Satan wants to keep us in the dark. He wants to make us feel horrible so we don't come out into the light and share the stories. But these women are sharing their stories. They're helping other women. So if we have an abortion-minded woman that comes in for an ultrasound, we'll get a, a chaperone that has had an abortion. And she says, you don't want to join this club. Believe me. And I've had, I've talked to so many women that through tears regret their abortion. And that's what you don't hear. And some even aborted their only child that they would ever have. And man, oh man, talk about a pain. So, wow. but, but like you said, God can do amazing things through, through Jesus and mm-hmm. his spirit living inside of us. So that is exciting. Um, something here, somebody wrote this to me. I won't say who. Uh, well, uh, I'm well aware of how free this country and how brainwashed bigots religious people are living in this town. Education would be the solution for progress, to the progressives, you know. No one is for the abortion here. Simply women should be the only one deciding about their bodies and nobody else. Mm. Okay, all women should be supplying each other in this issue to protect our right to choose. Okay, so that's the way a lot of people, how uh, you know, and they think it's unchristian that we demand that, uh, that, you know, and then you get this thing, I don't want some old white male telling me what I have to do, you know. And, well, it was, uh, you know, it was those old And by white the way, males. it was not old white males that started this country. Yeah. They were all in their 20s. Well, so stop it with the old white male biz. And the Supreme Court justices back in 1973, they were, they were old white men. You know, were. back in 1973, they were old white men who passed the who passed Roe versus Wade, yeah. and and um, so it's just been righted, and and the thing is, we've had we've just one time, just in the recent years, um, we had a woman that wanted an abortion. The father of the baby was there. He did not want the abortion. He oh. was crying, but she still chose to abort that. And baby. she did get the abortion. Yeah, yeah, oh. and you know our heart breaks for. Both of them. Well, then she maybe didn't really love him. Is that what she was thinking or something? Yeah, and that, that, that happens, too. The, the women, they don't want to be connected to the man. What um, do you, yeah, I can, I can understand that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, when I was younger, like Potiphar's wife, I can, uh, it happened more than once where, uh, you know, uh, when I was young and thin and handsome, uh, women, uh, you know, I might be visiting. I mean, I run uh, Potiphar's wife, literally. And, uh, and I think, oh, my God, what have I given in at that moment? Uh, and and I was forever connected yeah. to those tough, rough, tumble women. Yeah. 
And oh my word! Well, or, or if they had a baby, you know, had a baby, and uh, um, I mean, you know, that's why we, you know, ooh, you're connected choose forever. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Yeah. And you know, uh, at CareNet, seventy-three percent of our moms are single moms. Seventy-three percent yeah. are single moms. Yeah. And um, you know, it's too bad that the society is the way it is today. Because I think we should have rent a grandpa, and I'd like to be a rented grandpa because yes. you know I don't have any grandchildren. Right. And it would be nice, but then again, today though, I wouldn't. I, I would not be alone with any children unless right. there's another accompanying adult because I of what know. goes on, yes. particularly with my career, <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's yeah. The reason the doctors have supported me is because I find the best and and try to encourage only the best. Even on this show, I would not knowingly let anybody come on and take advantage of my because I believe I, I should be held responsible for that. This mm-hmm. is a leadership position in a right. sense yeah. uh, of I let somebody advertise who I know is not doesn't have the best interests of people. It's okay to make a profit. Yeah, and that that is the other reason why we're so um, passionate about getting our moms and dads connected to churches. Yeah. I mean, that is our ultimate goal after, you know, we want them to get connected to a church so the church can come around them. Mm-hmm. So if they're a single mom, there's guys in that church can fix her car, fix something in her house. And, you know, it is wise to take another woman with you if you're a man. I We, we had one of our wonderful male av, um, advocates. One of our moms needed a dryer. I knew a, a friend of mine had a dryer. And so I connected the two, and he was so wise. He took his wife Good. with him as he's dropping <clears throat> off a dryer to one of our single moms who has four children. So... So we try to be also very well, wise. That's why I say you never should be alone with a male pastor with a female no. because it's the perfect situation. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right, a woman right. is there. She's making herself vulnerable yep. to him. He's in a leadership position and of, uh, you know, temptation. Yep. We have to be wise as serpents, as innocent as doves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so important. And and so that's that's other things that we do at CareNet. We want them to get involved in churches, and we do a program called Embrace Grace, mm-hmm. which is another amazing ministry. What is it called? It's called Embrace Grace. And what's that about? It's about getting our single moms connected to a church that is doing this program. And we have about six churches in Indian River County that's, that are, have done it and are doing it. And so these single moms go to this church, and it's a 12-week, beautifully done Bible study that has videos and it has, um, it's so excellent. I, I, I started it here in Indian River County mm-hmm. at my church. That's why I can speak so highly about it. And they, they do all the hard work for us. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm so excited about the churches that are doing it because the single moms are going there. They're having this 12-week Bible study. They're being wow. loved on. And they're feeling like, oh, I'm not alone. They're hearing other women who were single moms that sure. have gone through this. And they're growing. And the church comes around them and loves them. And it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's the way it should be, the way God intended. Sure, sure. So, um, anyway, so uh, uh, what's their web? What is your website, by the way? Um, well, we have two. We have CareNetChampions uh, dot That's for our supporters or donors for, you know, that. And then we have CareNetIRC dot org. Great. And so, and um, and and, and this one thing that stuck with me from the, the last interview we did, though, it was I'm very encouraged by it because from the outside, you know, you and your husband look like the perfect couple, and uh, I was so excited about you coming forth and saying how uh, you two really had a hard time of it. Yeah. And uh, that that God finally healed it. You were actually uh, 
uh, burdened with a, a great jealousy. Oh yeah, you remember well. <laughs> yeah, well, I f- yeah, because everybody Definitely. everybody looks at everybody and thinks you know there's perfection in that household. But if you scratch beneath the surface, right, you know uh, you find out that everybody is having their challenges. Everybody's going through something, and uh, the fact that you two stuck it out and now your relationship. And I'm sure it's much more complicated. We can't just, you know, this is a brief overview, but uh, how that was turned around. If somebody was having a rough time with their spouse, what are, what are your recommendations? What, what what was the secret that changed your life? Well, um, we and we just celebrated our 36th anniversary on Tuesday. Thank yeah. you. How many children? Uh, three. Wow. A 32-year-old that just got married, a 28-year-old who's pregnant. 32, you don't look much older than 32 and yourself. She her second baby. You had your baby when you were 10, right? No. Go ahead. <laughs> I think but um, so so you have thirty two year old or what? And a twenty eight year old and a twenty seven year old. Oh wow! And um, all the, females or uh, no boy girl boy. Okay. And what's so funny is you know we have such a tight knit family. Praise God! Our twenty seven year old came from the West Coast, and so Bill and I were going to go out to dinner for our anniversary. But Nathan's here, so we thought, man, we can't go out to dinner for our anniversary alone. So we had Nathan, we had Bethany, Caleb, our baby Esther, eighteen months, and of course cousin Jack. So we had a wonderful anniversary dinner, one of the best. Well, that's wonderful. Because <laughs> we had, you know, well, our that's family. The fruit. The fruit. Yeah, the and, fruit and it's just so beautiful. But um, I would say, I would say, find find a church, find a, a counselor, um, and and go together. Yes, go together, and it's surrender. The mature one gets off the crazy cycle because all it is is a crazy cycle. She doesn't feel loved. He doesn't feel respected. She doesn't feel loved. He doesn't feel respected. And it's this crazy cycle. So she doesn't cycle. feel loved, so then he respects her. She respects him less. Then right. he, he's not being respected, so he loves her less. And then it's a, it's yeah. like a vortex. Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, once again, what's your website? Um, CareNetChampions.org. All right. Uh, Bonnie. Uh, Martinelli. Martinelli. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in and being on Thank the broadcast. Thank you so much, Red. I appreciate your time and, and your your passion. You're doing that. You're and, doing what needs to be done. And if you missed any of the broadcasts, you can always go to Red Palmer's podcast where, the, where this uh, interview will live forever. It's really mm-hmm. cool. And so um, we got to take a break. Thanks for listening. I'm Red Palmer. It's a new day.